today we're fortunate to have Chris Hayes, the owner and founder of Match Accounting. I've worked with Chris now for probably near on five years. We have a lot of mutual benefited clients that we work with and I've seen some of the amazing work Chris has done. So he's here to share some of his wisdoms around financials and business growth as we go through our conversation this morning. So welcome Chris. Hi Steve, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for a lovely introduction. <laughs> now, now you've got to live up to it, that's the main thing. Yeah, I know, that's the thing. Oh, pressure already, we just started. So Chris, just give us a kind of little bit of background about match accounting. So match accounting has been going on for about uh, nearly six years now, it's our sixth year this year. Um, started by me, uh, we're now up to a team of four and uh, looking to grow all the time. Uh, we're based down in uh, Portsmouth, Hampshire. Um, and basically the, the, the main sort of reason for setting up match accounting was to set up a business that allowed me to live the life that I wanted, I suppose, rather than be chained to the nine to five. And also obviously underlying um, reason of helping clients as much as we can, helping business owners um, as much as we can to make sure um, they're uh, whatever. Yeah. Cup. <laughs> so, Chris, what kind of excites you about accounts? So accounts for business owners is quite often a boring subject. Um, it's a fearful subject quite often as well. You know, business owners are quite fearful around accounts, what they're telling me, do I understand them? Um, they're only done so the tax man can bill me some money. So kind of what, what excites you about accounts? As from an accountant's point of view, kind of just talk us through what's exciting about a set of accounts. Uh, well, obviously, we live in the accountancy bubble, um, so us accountants get excited by different things. But I think, first of all, it's try and break down the stereo stereotype that accounts are boring because they are basically the performance measures of a business, so they're vitally important. Um, some say it's the language of business, and I guess it's what really gets us excited, really, um, being able to actually go through a business owner's accounts and actually real add value and benefit to them. And that's basically what gets us most excited is actually seeing our clients succeed and providing them with the information that helps them do that. Um, that's what sort of gets us out of bed in the morning. But Chris, from an accountant's point of view, what's the power of monthly management accounts? Why do you do them? Why do you produce them? And why should every single business owner have them in place? Um, so basically, I think if we start off with what management accounts actually are, um, just to give Brian a bit of background. So basically, management accounts are interim reports that are run regularly, sometimes monthly, quarterly. They very much look like a set of what we call typical accounts, um, but they are management accounts, which means they're just dealt with at management level, and they're sort of used to provide the business owner with a, with a shot or a, a regular update of where they actually are financially for their business. And... Um, Basically, the software, the technology around that we use nowadays, there's no reason why um, client business owners can't actually um, produce these sort of management accounts up to date in like, real time information, if you like. Being able to do that and being able to review that on a regular basis means that they're able to make business decisions on real data, proper data, data that's right up to date, rather than historical data, which sometimes you only have if you produce accounts once a month. Um, so that really gives the business owner the power to make proper financial decisions based on information that's up to date. Um, obviously, sometimes as a business owner, you have big financial decisions to make. As you grow, you're gonna, there's going to be issues around cash flow and things like that. So why wouldn't you want that information to actually say, well, yes, actually we can afford this, or at this point in time, we're going to have an issue, so we need to make sure that we take uh, steps to actually um, to make sure that we, that issue is not as big an issue to us or doesn't affect us as much. 
Um, and it's also really just, uh, like I say, making sure that the business owner is informed, they're making informed decisions, almost taking the position of, I think, to an I know position, which is a lot stronger. Um, and also... That's the have- definition of I know, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, <laughs> so basically as well, if you have up-to-date information, also makes the prediction going forward a lot easier to do as well um, because you know where you are. Um, so it's a lot easier to predict where you can go as opposed to if you have no idea where you are, how you're how going to know how, where you, how, you, how you're going to get to what your final destination, if you like. Yeah, I think one of the real interesting keys that I've learned through the last 10 years of working with business owners, and actually one of the things, and we'll get onto it, I'm sure, as we go through this conversation, that technology has added and bought to your marketplace, is how business owners are kind of used to that reactive mindset around accounts. If you break it down and you look at it, it's almost like, well, by the time you've done year end, you've got it to your accountant, they've turned it around, they've got it back to you, you're kind of like 18 months after the first month report they're going to give you. So actually, what that, that's not even relevant anymore. The business is moving so fast, it's not even relevant. Sorry, go on, Chris. Exactly. So um, as you... as most people may know you get nine months to file your uh, company limited company accounts after the year end. So it normally takes a month or two to get all that data together to your accountant. They're going to take maybe a month or two to actually think. So basically your 13 months are, you know, you could be up literally, if you take it right up to the deadline, if you're looking at data, that's, you know, the best part of two years, 20 month, 21 months old. And now what relevance is that? Okay. Historical data is great as a sort of indicator for maybe future performance, but the data that you have there, I mean, the way businesses grow nowadays, they scale up, etc. They, you know, this business could be completely different from the year end to say three months time as well. So that lag that you have is, you know, is going to is going to mean that the business owner is sort of almost in the dark, if you like, because they're just going to wait, sit there waiting for their once meeting with their accountant. Is going to sit down, go through historical data, and worst of all, you know, tell them how much tax they have to pay, etc. Whereas if we can do it as we go along, then obviously the client can. Um, the business owner can make provisions within those accounts. So actually, a set of accounts take a lot easier or a lot less time to take up, and they're done, they're dusted. We know what the tax is. In fact, we've got nine months before we actually have to pay it, so then obviously we know what's coming up, we can put it into the cash flow, and you're in a lot healthier position. So from your perspective then, what, what would the first keys be to getting good monthly or good reporting? That'll pick up on your point that it could be quarterly if that's relevant for the company or whatever that may be. Obviously, anyone can pick the phone up to your eye, Chris, and have that conversation to what's relevant in the reporting world for their business. But what's the first reports you're going to put into place with a business that you're working with that's growing fast, they're scaling, and they're looking to go to that next level? Well, the key, obviously, you're going to use an accounting system to get this in, these reports off. So basically, the first step is to get all the information in in a timely manner. Um, so that means using all the technology around there, around um, connecting your accounting software into third-party apps, um, into uh, apps that will, scre- will screen invoices for you to cut down on time, taking away the whole burden of data entry and making sure that the data that you're going to use in those accounts is actually correct. That's the key point, is that you can't produce these... The, the report you're going to get from your system and what's going to underline these management accounts is based on the information that's in there. And if that's not up to date then you're not going to have the right report. So the first step has to be, right, let's have a look at the accounting function. Um, what are we missing? What's the delays? What systems can we put in place to do that? That may be a person. It may be technology. 
um, you know, depending on what the business owner wants to do. But once you get a system in place that is generating that information into the accounting system, most of the accounting system information come from third parties directly, like a bank feed in zero, a receipt bank, uh, which is an app which uh, scans invoices in and stuff like that. So you haven't got to invest a lot of time in it. There's a little bit of education around it, but actually you can do it quite quickly. And then that then speeds up the whole process because what you don't want to be doing is having quarterly management accounts but they're taking over six weeks to prepare because then you're just basically producing the report which again is historical not relevant and you're six weeks into the next quarter before you can actually actually um identify what happened last quarter and you're already six weeks you may be making an error you know an error in quarter one you're six weeks into quarter two and that error is still there so it's got to be get the accounting system in place get the data flowing into the accounting system get it up to date being reconciling it on a timely basis and that is going to form part of the reports because the reports are basically just a reflection of those figures you've put in and with the kind of the change in legislation and where the accountancy world go and i guess the most relevant one for us to kind of touch on with technology is making tax digital kind of that transition now it's like well how's how what responsibility do business owners have right now to make sure that information's up to date well, obviously, making uh, tax digital MTD, as it's often referred to, is coming for VAT businesses of a certain size. So, uh, what we found uh, was that the jump from where we were to MTD was actually quite smooth because, in fact, all the MTD is is just basically making sure that your accounting software communicates in a way that the revenue or HMRC would like to see it. So, obviously, we are a big advocate of zero here. Um, so, basically, the effect on our clients was actually quite minimal because they're already in zero, they're already doing the port, all we had to do was connect it up to their portal when it was done. Um, obviously for some businesses um, that didn't have that sort of software in place, then obviously there was, a, there is a, quite, it's, hap, it's obviously happened. Um, so they had to bring a lot of their data into software, which obviously was quite, quite time consuming um, and obviously quite an impact on them. Uh, but I think as they start to roll out MTD across uh, self-assessment tax and corporation tax then I don't think it's a uh, it's, it's, it's something that should be embraced rather than seen as extra admin because in fact what it's doing it's actually in a, in a kind of nice way it's forcing business owners to actually embrace this technology and I think if actually business owners to embrace this system then the leap to MTD is going to be so much simpler but actually the benefit of actually being now to well your data is going to be up to date because you'll be finding regular reports actually you can now actually take that data and actually really use it to, uh, to help your business so it's a real the regular it may be more regulations in terms of they're going to ask you to do more stuff but actually the software's there it's just a case of you just need to move on to that and that is a for me that's a positive for any business owner out there who's still keeping manual records so i think i myself have actually taken a good couple of learnings from that as well chris and i think from from what you're saying there there's a few key perspectives which is a, make sure the data is up to date because it doesn't matter how relevant or how regular, sorry, you run the reports or you run your management accounts. If your data is poor, then actually you're going to have a poor report, so you can't do anything with it. So kind of do it in a chunk size or timely fashion that allows you to run good, use good data that's accurate that then can give you some, some good indications on where your business is going. 
Yeah, so what we see is uh, where there's not good accounting systems in place, we tend to see business owners have a, a feast and famine sort of uh, attitude towards business, uh, towards accounting, in that they can see their invoices slowly getting higher and higher into their uh, in, in train. They think, well, oh, I should really get into that and get that going. But actually then it gets so much, they think, oh, I'm going to have to devote so much time to that. It just gets pushed back and back and back. And then basically um, what happens is that they then put it all on the system but it's all, you know, it's all historical stuff. Uh, so what we try and do is sort of say, well, let's break that cycle of, oh, I don't want to do it. Um, and then it gets so much, you have to donate almost a day to it and say, right, well, how about you just book a time out on a Monday, Tuesday, whatever, whatever period suits you best, whenever you best work. And actually just log into the system, update when you can. I mean, you've got to bear in mind, a lot of this software is cloud-based. So as long as you are connected to a Wi-Fi, um, you could do most of your stuff on a tablet. So if you're at home and you have a uh, and your partner's watching something rubbish on TV, then you can easily just log in and um, and actually update the system. It's five minutes, but these little five minutes soon add up, um, and obviously then over the you know the work's pretty much done, um, and it hasn't taken any more time than what it would do, as opposed to putting it all off and having to do it all in one in one big hit, because that's going to take more or drain more time and energy from you. I think one of the things that you've picked up on a lot there, Chris, and maybe it's kind of, it leads us into the next kind of area for us to discuss is technology. So, you know, I don't claim to have been in business for a long time. You know, the firm's been running for 10 years. But 10 years ago, you know, bookkeeping for us was a big task. So we were on stage, it was a big task. It was someone sat in our office two days a week, kind of going through those, literally inputting um, invoices and receipts on manually. Etc. Now I know with your help from Match Accounting, we've actually systemised that now to like less than half a day a week. So we're probably at mm. probably circa two days a month. So how have you, I guess firstly, how have you seen technology change in your industry, and what are the benefits for any business owner that we've got to now start to really make sure we're taking advantage of? Yeah, I don't think technology is is exclusive, uh, or technology changes are exclusive to the accounting world. I think it's just a general sort of um, thing of that. As we carry on living on this on this earth, people are going to develop technology that ultimately makes our job easier. Now, obviously, any any uh, any technology that allows us to uh, save time on manually inputting invoices, um, which isn't the greatest uh, greatest use of your time, shall we say? So, any use of technology, um, we certainly see. A lot of cloud, obviously a lot of cloud-based things nowadays, but it's not just accounting software, it's CRM systems, um, everything else. And obviously being in the cloud allows you to connect all these different systems up so you're not duplicating work. And obviously that's a real time saver. So the technology is always going to be, it's not just in the accounting world, it's going to be in other worlds as well. It's just a case of actually using that um, to your advantage because end of the day is most technology is built to save you time. Um, and that's basically where we see most of our gains for our clients. So, obviously, I think Match Accounting are massive advocates of zero. Um, you use zero a lot with a lot of your clients. Um, if a business owner was to start to embark on the journey of systemizing their accounts and their financials, do you have any top tips for them of where, where to start and where, what to do first? Uh, so, are we taking it from a manual based or so yeah, an Excel spreadsheet? Manual based or no names given, a less online based cloud system. Well, most, most, hopefully most account systems work generally the same. We just find Xero is a bit more easier to navigate and has a lot more options for the add-ons. Uh, but some account, most account software is actually catching up on that. That's where Xero had a, a, a step, you know, they were ahead of everyone in that, uh, ahead of the curve, shall we say. 
Um, so where do you start? Um, basically, it's like any, any new system you implement, whether it be uh, accounting, HR, whatever, there's going to be a little bit of learning education to start with. So there's going to be a bit of investment, both financially and, and on a time basis. Um, but you've got to get started somewhere. And once you get into the system, and once you get used to how it works and how you're actually then going to start to see some real, you know, a payback, if you like, on that original investment. So the number one tip, I suppose, is get started. Um, end of the day, as you said earlier on, NTD is coming. It keeps, you know, sometimes HMRC do postpone things, but it's best to get ready for it. So um, our first tip is obviously get going with it. And then obviously the second tip is actually work out um, if you're moving from uh, one system to another, work out what it is in that system that you actually really like and what you want to bring across to the other system. Because ultimately, we can, we can stand here and say, yeah, we love Zero, we recommend it to everyone. But there are certain bits of Zero that aren't necessarily applicable to some clients, but they need to use something else. And we're happy, to, you know, we can, you know, there's anything, you know, we can always provide, you know, there's training that can be provided around that. But it really is work out what you want, what you want to achieve, what you are looking for, and then obviously implement that into the into the system. And it really is a case of getting going because ultimately if you're already using the system, the actual um, the actual data entry kind of the way things are actually inputted is pretty much the same. They all work pretty much the same. Obviously there's little there's little differences here and there. But basically if you can operate one system, you can generally operate the second. So it's not to be scared of it, get going with it and start seeing the benefits as soon as you can. I think one of the big benefits we've seen as a business is actually having someone around us that understands the full extent to which the system can go out as well. So understanding now that, you know, we're big advocates of KPIs, cash flow forecasting, not only using your accounts to look backwards and have that data, but actually start to help predict what's coming and where the future's going to be. So I think for me, one of the biggest things as well is actually how the new systems that are coming through actually allow you as a business owner to do that. Yeah, so basically it goes back to what we were discussing before with the up-to-date information. So if you're using KPIs within your business, the last thing you want to be doing is reviewing them on a yearly basis, just okay. once a year. Okay. Because <laughs> So, okay, so how are you going to get that information on a more timely basis so you can review KPIs more often. And the only way, to, and one way to do that from a financial point of view is have an online, online accounting system that allows you to produce that report. What you want to, because the information is, if you, if you keep up to date with your zero and the information is up to date, then you're actually going to be basing those KPIs on the correct information. Because it's all very well running your KPIs on a regular basis, but you need to be running them on data that's correct because you don't want to be end of the day, you're going to be measuring these KPIs. So you're going to want to understand what changes. Yeah. And if you're yeah. basing these KPIs on um, data that's not up to date or anything like that, then you're going to see massive fluctuations when that data is up to date. So bring the data yeah. up to date so that you can run the regular KPIs, but more importantly, you can run regular KPIs on correct figures or annual or actual figures that are, are up to date. Yeah, and I think... That, you know, having up-to-date figures is the most important part. You know, having that up-to-date information so we can look at KPIs on a timely, in a timely fashion, we can use them to make business decisions and how to move the business forward is so key. So, obviously, Chris, you're an expert in accounting. Kind of a different question for you now. In the last 10 years of kind of being in business with other people and for yourself, what's your biggest learnings kind of 
applying your, your industry knowledge and where you are, what's your biggest learnings over the last kind of 10 years and how your industry's changed? Uh, what, as an accountant or how we see the change of our clients? Yeah, either or. Let's do both. Why don't we do both? So how do you see the change <laughs> in your clients and then what have you seen in your own business? So what we've certainly seen, especially over the last, well, it happened, it's, in fact, this, this sort of change has been going on for so long now. Uh, certainly since we, since we started Match, but should it, you know, maybe at least four or five years before that is um, with this introduction of technology, the up-to-date reporting, the KPIs, the regular contact, what we started to see is what clients want and what we want to give clients is better collaboration. Uh, so what I mean by that is that we're actually working with you as a client as opposed to for you. So what that, that basically means is that we don't want to be the sort of accountancy firm that's actually just going to sit down with you once a year, um, tell you what tax you owe, and basically that's it. We want to actually work with you as a, co as a company to actually along your business journey and help you along that way. Because as we've said before, that business journey is going to, is, you know, hopefully it'll be a long one. And it's going to have different stages to it. And as you go through those different stages, you're going to need a different level of support. And obviously, that would go from uh, management accounts, budgeting, cash flow, and I take on that extra staff member, etc. So we're definitely seeing more collaboration, or what we we try and be more collaborative with our clients, but rather seen as a as an investment in your accountancy function rather than a, a cost. Because um, end of the day, we. We've gone through, we, we've had loads of exams, we've dealt with loads of clients, and we want to use that experience to actually add value to our clients rather than just sit there, drum away on our computer, press print, and the report comes out. And I think clients as well, uh, clients for us are actually, I think that the best results we see is when we see them more often because they have a better handle of their business and they want to see us um, and they want to have the reports because they want to know what's going on. So we've definitely seen that change and obviously that technology that we've seen. Thing. And it also provides a more in, an insight into their business as well. And at the end of the day, most people grow up with, a, I think you said at the start, the accountants being oh, you know, quite stereotypically um, accounts are boring, blah, blah, blah. But actually, when you actually get into the insights of it, the accounts, the numbers are just a reflection of what you've actually done. So as a business owner, wouldn't you like to know you hit your quarterly target? Wouldn't you like to know that you're on that you're on course to achieve this big financial goal you had at the end of the day, uh, rather than wait till you get there and then, just, and then work out? So collaboration, insights, um, and basically, sort of touching on what I've learned as well is that first of all, we're well. I'm a business owner basically with an accountancy set of skills, so I'm going through the same sort of journey that our clients are. So we understand how. Um, the certain strains that our client will have, the stuff they have to do. So, and businesses affect not just the business owner, but they also affect family, other relatives, business associates, etc. And we're, as a counselor, in a privileged position because we get to see under the bonnet, if you like, of yeah. the car. Um, so, actually, we hopefully, by actually, if, if um, companies are able to put in these sort of measures we talked about today, then obviously, then they have a better insight to their business and actually have a better chance of success um so it's yeah that's where we're sort of going a lot more collaboration through technology um and obviously working with the business owner uh, to achieve their goals as opposed to for and just basically draining costs when you know there's so much more that we didn't i didn't study 10 years to be an accountant just to tell people what their tax is that's just not what we're here for
I think, so much more. I think it's really interesting when you look at it and picking up a couple of points that you said there, which is, and Chris, you know, I'm direct and I'm direct to people like me. It's like, well, no one went into business to lose money. No one started a business to earn less than they earn for anybody else. Yes, there's a work-life balance with it being a business owner it comes with, which is more flexible working, more time off, etc. But the raw fact of it is most people went into business to make more money for themselves than they did for anyone else. So actually, this fear around numbers and not knowing them, I completely align with you on, which is, well, actually, they have to know the numbers. A business owner has to know the numbers to know what is the business performing, and actually, are we moving in the right direction? So I think it's really vital, it, any business, any size, is one of the best habits that they should get day one. And mm. if they don't understand the numbers, then get some real good financial education around them so they understand what their accountant's telling them. And I, I, th I think as well, that's down to our industry as well to actually uh, sort of break down and actually show our skills. Um, yeah. So I'll, if I can, I'll give you a typical example of how things normally go. A uh, business owner will start in business and then they'd be six months down the line and then they'd be speaking to someone and um, they would go, oh, have you, have you got an accountant yet? You should be keeping this, doing this, doing this. So what they do is they turn around to that business owner and go, okay, who do you use? And basically then they'd be recommended to this accountant. Now obviously if they've got no idea what an accountant does, they're going to set their bar, if you like, by what the accountant they go to first is going to give them. Now if they don't go to the, they go to the accountant that's only, that doesn't, you know, doesn't deal with technology, doesn't offer the kind of, advisory services if you'd like to use the buzzword that's the thing and their opinion on accounting is well i see them once a year and they tell me how, tax, how much taxes i pay and i keep compliant on my deadlines are filed but us as an industry say well actually that is the bare minimum that's not what an accountant does that is sort of like the legal requirements actually what an accountant can do is offer you insights into your business help you measure kpis make sure um what is your goal? You know, sit down. What's your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Right, okay, how are we going to get there? So if it's a turnover figure, how much do you have to turn over a, a, a month, a week, even a day to do that? How about your break-even figure? How much do you actually have to um, sell to make any money? I mean, you'll be surprised how many business owners don't actually have, you know, know what that figure is. Um, so yeah, it's definitely more about raising the bar. And actually, accountants can offer so much more um, than what they generally a seem to actually be able to do because there's, there's some really good firms out there that will do, that do exactly, you know, that have, that have sort of tapped into this mindset. And actually it's, it's, it's just a win-win for everyone. Clients win, accountants win. You have, and obviously if you have much happier clients who are achieving more, being successful in business, then obviously then that helps the success of any accountancy firm as well. So it's a real sort of um, you know, raising that bar, if you like, to say, well, actually, yes, accountants were here 10 years ago, but mo most of the good ones now, are up here and they're doing so much more for their clients. I think that's, you know, that's an amazing point. It's probably a great point to finish on, which is actually getting to know your accountant, working with someone in a true partnership as we do and we do with many of our clients now, in a true partnership so it adds value to the organisation. It's almost like your accountant should be advising you on how to make more profit than what they're charging you every year, not just charging you a load of just charging you a fee which comes out of your overhead. It's like, well, actually, the value your accountant should be adding should be much greater than actually the fees they charge Exactly. And the way, the way that the accountant can add value is obviously through what we were talking about today, the up-to-date stuff, the reporting. That's where the value is. There's no, 
there's little, there's some value, but very little value on the actual annual accounts. But the real value is actually, whole, you know, working with the client on a on a regular basis to make sure everything's up to date. And um, yeah, and obviously that that for us opens floodgates, if you like, between client and accountant conversation. Because yeah. if if we're having conversations, if we're having the right conversations with our clients, then they're going to be telling us things that we need to know. Whereas if you don't have that conversations, the client can feel maybe isolated, um, doesn't know, you know, not sure if they're going to, if they ask, they're going to get a massive bill through the door or anything like that. So by opening those floodgates and getting the floodgates and getting the clients actually all with us, um, then obviously they may actually, without knowing it, they might accident, you know, they might drop in that they've just bought a new car, a new company car, or they're thinking of getting a new company van. Do they lease it? Should they buy it? And just those conversations, those 10 minutes conversations at the time, could actually save you so much more money and difficulty further down the road. Perfect. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, no guys, we're going to get in touch with Chris. It's Chris at Match Accounting. Um, go online, find him. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer any questions you guys have. As always, so we thank you for tuning in again this week and we look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. Thanks a lot. As ever, thanks for tuning in again for this week's podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to the team. They've been more than happy to help you. And we hope to see you back here and listening again soon.